Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Thank you so much for watching, whether it's via YouTube or if you are listening on CharismaPodcastNetwork.com, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe, you can press the bell icon at the bottom so that every single week when a new episode is released, it'll just pop up on your phone instead of you having to search for it. Um, as well as if you're on Spotify, you get subscribe and the same thing will happen. And so, um, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. I have my wife in the studio with me. Hey, babe, Selena Lombardo. How are you? Hi, we're good. It's weird for me to call you Selena Lombardo. I just feel like I want to, you know, make sure people know your name. It's Selena Lombardo, <laughs> but my bride, my beloved, my wife. Yes. How are you? Good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm doing really good. I'm happy to have you with me here in the studio. It's always thank really, you. really good. And um, I want to talk today, and I know, well, really, we were, we were, you know, this is something that's on your heart, and so I'm just used to saying, we were, you know, myself, but <laughs> this is something that I know is, um, it's our story, it's your story, and it's been a journey for us, you know, we met in Mozambique, Africa, on the mission field, and then we got married, so missions to marriage, and I know to motherhood for you, and we've been through Wow. Is that a book title? (laughs) Missions, marriage and motherhood. That that should be like a book or something. Wow. Right there. No, but um, yeah. And I know it's been a journey and we've been in it together and we have two beautiful children, Selah and Nico. And um, I want to talk a little bit about what that, what that journey for you has been. And so I know that there's a lot of glory and there's a lot of high (laughs) points, but I know that the Lord also had to do a lot on the inside of you as well Mm -hmm. um, in a deep way. And so I want to hear about that. Okay. Well, <laughs> Loaded question. There's a lot there, but right. the sheriff, yeah, I know. I think, um, yeah, eight years is a long time, um, but it flew by. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's definitely something that I've been brewing on. And it's hard to, it's hard to talk really quickly about something that happened over a long period of time. Yeah. And, um, but I'm grateful to share. I'm grateful to have this avenue. I'm grateful that people, tune in and listen to learn, you know, more about Jesus. And if, you know, if I can help in any way, if I can at least, you know, help one person, or if I can at least say one thing that would help a person in mm-hmm. maybe my situation, um, then, then it's all worth it. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that um, in, in this journey, yeah, there's been ups and downs and there's been twists and turns. And um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist, but when I speak, I'm very real when I talk about mm-hmm. it and don't talk about it in like a sugar coated way, I say it the way it is, That's you know, yeah. but my outlook on life is very optimistic. Like I, I'm not the type of person to think like worst case scenario. That's not like how <laughs> my mind thinks. My mind thinks best case scenario. Yeah. And, um, but I think, um, you know, being that I was saved at such a young age and God called me at such a young age. Um, I think at times that was very, um, confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to remember that, that, you know, confusion is not from God. Mm-hmm. Confusion's not from him. And I always had to seek him. And I think it's kind of like the carrot on the stick. Um, it can easily become us chasing what God told us to do and not really chasing after Jesus. And, wow. and that's good. And I've always been careful of that. And even as a young person, I remember God saying to me, you know, read the story of David, read the story of Joseph, read the story of Daniel, read this, read other people's journeys when God calls someone, they a lot of the times don't jump right into it. Mm-hmm. There's a process. There and, is, yeah. and I think God knows what we need. God knows every child's 
in the same way as we have different children and you kind of treat every child differently because every child is a different personality. God treats us and and gives us what we need. Mm-hmm. And if we truly believe that he knows best for our lives, we're going to have more joy. Yeah. And I think um, if I were to go back a little bit, I remember um, even just that calling of, of being a missionary, you know, yeah. I, I, it was, it was burning on my heart and I would cry and cry and cry on days and say, God, why am I here in America? If there's so much need, you know, if there's so, you know, there's so much suffering, why am I here? And, um, I think even still, when I talk about that, it, it makes me, you know, makes me emotional because we've seen it because we've been there. And, um, and I think that, you know, if I focus a lot on that and I focus a lot on my impact and my part to play in that picture, it, I can go to a different place. And I think um, when I searched God and, and I, 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 I sought after God and I asked him like, okay, if, if I'm, if I'm like David, you know, you called David as a young person, but then he was a shepherd. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there was all these things that went into him and then he finally became king yeah. and he had all the tools because he knew how to find God in the secret place. He knew how to serve. He knew how to lead. He knew how to protect. He knew he learned all of those things. And I think as a woman, you go through different seasons of preparation yeah. mm-hmm. to prepare you to what God has for you. He sees the beginning and the end. He sees it all. And um, something that I was you know, talking with someone the other day about is in every season, you have to look around and say, what are the seeds that God is planting in my heart right now? Just as in natural, in the natural world, planters don't plant all the seeds all year round. Yeah. There are certain seeds that are planted for certain seasons and certain seasons bear certain types of fruit. That's right. Yeah. And even in that picture, I think God always uses nature to speak to us. He shows us things in the natural so we can understand spiritual things because we can't see spiritual things with our eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. So he gives us tangible things. And I think Romans chapter one, yeah. just, just a biblical example. Romans chapter one, it says the glory of God is revealed through his creation. Yes, so I don't want exactly. to interrupt you. I just no, exactly. Scripture. You're just, yeah. you know, <laughs> and um, I think I, I, I always turn to nature and I say, God, you know, what, what can you show me in this? Um, and even, even I heard, a, you know, a quote and says, nature never hurries yet all is accomplished. Mm. A plant doesn't say, oh, I'm going to grow now. I'm going to be what I need to be right now. Mm-hmm. It's a process every time. And going back to what I was saying, if you look around and you say, what are the specific things that you're doing in my life right now? Mm-hmm. Every season is special. Yes. And I think that like you, you know, you've said before, a lot of people and maybe in this season are in a season of transitioning where there's change. Mm-hmm. And what happens when there's transition? You have to pull out all the things you know, mm. that God has given you, that's when you activate those things. Mm. But in the seasons of the waiting and not in the transitional seasons where you're actually going and doing something, when you're in the waiting, so much is going on. It's just like with a tree in the winter season, the roots are being strengthened so that the tree can grow up even higher so that it yes. can produce more fruit. And you can't see that. You can't see the roots being strengthened. Right. Mm-hmm. Only, only God <laughs> can see all the inner workings and we see the outside we see the fruit and we say, well, I want that fruit, Mm -hmm. but we don't see the roots. Mm -hmm. And, um, in the same way, you know, I, I was, you know, I feel led to share this, even though it wasn't necessarily part of, you know, what, 
But I think, you know, something, a revelation that has carried me through a lot of things in, in my life is, you know, John 15. And that that chapter has been a foundation for me yeah, so my entire life. And I can every season I can go back to it. And this season, what I learned from that verse, you know, again, is the pruning process that nobody likes being pruned, but everybody wants to have fruit. Well, the P words, process, pruning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to be pruned. Nobody wants to be cut back. Yeah. No, but God does that. He sees the growth. He sees the fruit. He cuts it back so that in the next season you grow even more. Yes. We think I'm, I'm already bearing fruit. I look good. Mm-hmm. And God's like, let me trim mm-hmm. that back a little bit because mm-hmm. next season it's going to be even more glamorous. Yeah. And for his glory, of it's, course. you know, mm-hmm. and then the areas in our life, like it talks about in John 15, I love the passion translation because it talks about how the vines that are on the ground and the vines that are not producing fruit, the branches, excuse me, that are not producing fruit. He lifts them up to himself. He lifts them up to the sun so that the sun can nourish them. And it talks about abiding and how we have to be continually nourished by the love of God. And that's something that I have had to check myself in, in this season. You know, when you become a wife and then when you become a mother, especially, and there's so much going on in the day to day, I think it is increasingly difficult to find yourself being nourished by the love of God. And that only happens and when you pull away. And that's difficult to do when, when with small children, it's mommy, yeah. mommy every, you know, five seconds. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, it's just been a journey of even, you know, when I was younger, I was like, oh, this is wonderful. I have, you know, no commitments. I have no responsibilities. I have, you know, nothing but time to spend with Jesus. And that was my you know, that was something I enjoyed so much and I cherished that, that season. Yeah. And I remember God telling me, like, you grow in intimacy with me the same way a couple grows in intimacy. The same, it, It's a growth of intimacy, which mm-hmm. means that it, it, it's a little bit more challenging, but it becomes a little bit deeper as you go into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I've tried to learn in this season is in the middle of the chaos, in, the, in doing things that I don't want to do, in waiting, in serving um, for, you know, years, it's okay. I can grow in my intimacy with Jesus. And I feel it when I'm not growing in my intimacy <laughs> with Jesus. I feel it. My kids feel it. Everyone around me feels it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's definitely, you know, in my life, I've seen how the enemy has tried to come in and has tried to um, rob me of joy. And I think um, the other day, you know, God was showing me, you know, the story of Eve and it's so simple and we've heard it so many times, but yeah, this is powerful. Yeah. And you know, in the story of Eve, what intention did the enemy have? Like what were his, what were his intentions and what avenues did he come, you know, through? And one of the avenues that the enemy came through was separate, trying to separate Eve from her covering and her protection, mm-hmm. which was Adam and ultimately God. Yeah. God was their covering and God gave Adam instructions, which were to remain under his covering and protection. And then Eve was supposed to fall in that order, fall in that line, remain Mm -hmm. under the protection of Adam and the covering of Adam. And when the enemy came, he tried to disrupt that order and say, Eve, you can go out and get this girl. Mm -hmm. Go out and grab it. 
Oh, yeah. Take a step. Take the lead. Let Adam follow you. You tell him what to do. Mm. You do it. It's good. And, and you tell him to do it. And I think throwing off that order can be fatal. And it was. Yeah. And um, the next avenue um, was. Oh, even touch on that real quick. You yeah. mind if I say something there? Um, remember when I was, uh, you know, I went to the, I went to the house of prayer for a little while and I, I sent you and we should really unpack this on another episode, but even just into what you were saying, how that was an area that the enemy tried to disrupt, that was a motive of his, you know, um, in Ephesians, I believe it's chapter six. It's not in front of me because I didn't intend to quote this now, but he talks about how a husband is supposed to be to his wife. And how a wife is supposed to be to her husband and the divine order, what that looks like. Mm -hmm. But smack dab in the middle of it, he says, and it's to be this way so that the Christ, that the body of Christ, there's a mystery, he says, about Christ and the church so that the the church can be presented um, as as a pure, undefiled. And that's smack dab in the middle. And then it keeps on going about wives and husbands, but that's in the middle of it, how... And I remember just thinking, I texted you and I was yeah. just like, wow, like this is the divine order. And when these things are in order, mm-hmm. when these things right. are in order then the church shines its brightest, like the fullness of Christ is manifested in the earth. So, of course, the enemy would want to exactly. destroy that order. That's a foundation. Mm-hmm. And and if, if we're not in order, then, mm-hmm. you know, other things will, you know, other things will happen. And mm-hmm. I think um, for me. So that's something I've learned as a, as a, as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, um, God blessed me with you and God blessed me with someone who actually has healthy leadership over, you know, our family. And I think, um, being that I'm, uh, an opinionated, strong minded, strong willed person, mm-hmm, yeah. I think in that journey we've learned, we have, yeah. And I've said, you know, um, I have to, trust your leadership and trust your protection over me you have eyes you know to see over me and over my future and over our family and i think relinquishing some of the things you know over the past years um because that's been you know something that you feel like i've prayed and this is what i believe and this is what i think is best for our family and me submitting myself into that and to you under your covering your protection is the same I know that as I'm honoring you, I'm honoring God. Mm-hmm. If my true desire and passion in this world is to be submitted to the will of God and to serve God and to follow God, then that has to funnel through you first. Mm-hmm. I can't go out of the order and say, well, my husband doesn't want me to do this, but I'm going to do it because I'm serving God. And this yeah. is what God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. That's so easy to do. But mm-hmm. I think um, understanding that it has to funnel through that way first. And I know that it's difficult for some women because not every man maybe operates under the correct leadership under the protect cover, you know, mm-hmm. correct covering and protection mm-hmm. over his wife. And I think that's a separate issue, but if all was right and if God, you know, you know, if, if you have a healthy relationship with your husband and your husband has a healthy relationship with God, I think even though at times it could be difficult, it, it, that's the order that I've, mm-hmm. that I've really trusted and I've seen the hand of God and I've seen, I've felt God honor my life as I've honored God through honoring you. Yeah. And I've seen you grow in that so much. And it was, you know, there's, I love the times when we both have the same idea or like God speaks to us the same thing. And we're just, you know, in a hundred percent agreement, which happens a lot. It happens a lot. Um, and then there's been areas that we've thought something different or felt something different. 
And, um, and you've always, you've always taken that place in such an honorable way. And, um, and you know, there's been times where I was off and I realized in our conversation and then I realized like, no, I, I've been learning as a man to swallow my pride. You know, it's not easy for men (laughs) to swallow, swallow our pride sometimes and be like, you know what? I think I'm a little off here. I need to, I want to prefer you or I'm going to do this because this is what you desire as well. And so, and you know, I know me me and you talk about this a lot, but like you said, it's not always easy depending on also the, the personalities involved, but some men are more passive and they don't want to take that role. And then some men, you know, um, do it in the wrong way. They overexert, mm-hmm. which I'm sure a lot of women out there have experienced that. So it makes them say, okay, well, I don't need you or okay, well, I can do, you know what I mean? And so there's been, it's, it's really nuanced, but. Right. And mm-hmm. I think um, I can only speak, you know, from my journey mm-hmm. and I can, I can only share what God has shown me mm-hmm. in my life. And um, um, I think another thing, you know, going back to the story of Eve yeah. is um, when the enemy presented her, with that idea, with that question, with the the temptation, um, really he knew that the allure was the power, mm-hmm. you know, um, the Bible says that she saw the fruit, fruit was good to eat, but it also allured her the wisdom that she would gain from it. Mm-hmm. That she would be like God. That she would, yeah, mm-hmm. that she would be like him. And, mm-hmm. you know, knowledge is power. That's mm-hmm. the saying that we say now. And I yeah. think if you look at the underlying issue is that, the power was alluring to her. It was temp- it was tempting to her. And I think as we've seen, as we, you know, we've seen women definitely hunger for that power, mm-hmm. especially ambitious in women. In the society, yeah. 100%. In society and especially ambitious women, yeah. you know. Um, and I think that it's, there's a lot to be said about that. I think our culture and our society is going through a crossroads. And I think that, um, the temptation is always to take things to an extreme. And um, I don't, I think that we should be led of the spirit. Yes. If, if something is wrong, I don't believe the correct response is to overcompensate and go the other extreme. Mm, that happens a lot. Yeah. That happens a lot. That's the enemy's tactic for sure. It's just, Oh, we're going to go from this extreme. That's wrong. to actually now that extreme that's wrong. And I think something that God has shown us a lot in our marriage, a lot in our lives is balance. The only mm-hmm. way you find the perfect balance is by being led of the spirit because the spirit of God has an incredible way of finding the perfect way of doing things mm-hmm. that only God can show you how to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, and, and I think if we, if we pride ourselves on, Oh, you know, this is this was wrong. The church did this wrong. People are doing this mm-hmm. wrong. Culture is doing this wrong. Men are doing this wrong. So I'm going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to be careful mm-hmm. about taking on the reins, taking on that power. Um, Can I just real quick? I feel like even just prophetically, I'm feeling that it's interesting because it's a biblical principle that the tares grow up with the wheat, mm-hmm. and um, it's hard sometimes to tell the difference. But when God's doing something in the earth, the devil goes, oh, okay, God's doing that in the earth right now. Let me throw this in there to distort it or to right. pervert it. Right. And so what God's doing in a pure way is, you know, women have been suffocated for, yes. for centuries. And, and, and God is breathing on the power of womanhood mm-hmm. and that, they, that women do have a voice. Right. And that women are powerful and they have a place. And, and that's happening in society in a beautiful way. The enemy goes, okay, I see what God's doing. 
You know, people are breaking free from the bondage that I've put on this world for years and years and years. So now he's causing it. I'm going to make this go to the opposite extreme. I'm right. going to start, you know, emasculating men and I'm going to start putting this thing in women where they need to write, you know, and so yeah. with, so there's something glorious happening, but at the same time, a perversion and an right. extreme. And Right. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of women are asking themselves right now, where is my place? Mm-hmm. Where is my place? What is my place? Um, and I think with all of the different voices that are out there, mm-hmm. um, I think it's so important to yield to the spirit of God. Yes. And um, even, you know, finish just fin- to finish my point with Eve, because I have to say this because I think it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, when he offered her that the fruit, he offered her that temptation. I think the enemy does that to every woman. He will offer you a temptation in the middle of something beautiful in the middle. They were they were in paradise. Yeah. They were in perfection. They knew no evil. They knew no bad. They they were going to live forever. They had it made. Mm-hmm. And the enemy said, let me, let me just show you this. And I think that has happened to me in my life for sure many times. And I think the enemy is still doing that to this day. The same spirit that came against Eve continues to come against the women in the church. And it burns in my heart to say this. He brings that temptation to say, Eve, go out and get something, go out and get it, do it. It actually did not belong to her and it actually was going to harm her, Mm -hmm. what he was telling her to pursue. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to be so tuned into the spirit of God to say, Lord, what is it that you have me to do in this season? Mm -hmm. I can only speak for what God shows me to do. I don't believe that I should tell women what they're supposed to do. Only God can tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. But what God has shown me in this season is that being a wife and being a mother are the supreme thing and most important thing in my life right now. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, the enemy has tried to tempt me with 100 different things to do. Mm -hmm. And he showed me, but you're so ambitious, but you're so, you have so much capacity. You have so much inside of you. You have so many things that you can do. And it's that temptation. And the Lord showed me the same thing that the enemy did to Mm -hmm. Eve. He's trying to do to you. Mm -hmm. And I had to one by one Mm -hmm. shoot every single one down. And as I shot every single one down and I died to every ambition of my heart for Selena to do, Mm -hmm. I felt the greatest joy in that surrender of dying Mm -hmm. to those other ambitions and just embracing my role as a wife and as a mother and I've experienced more joy and I know that this is the Lord's will for my life in this season. In this season, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to, I have to, and I think this is an encouragement to every woman out there is that you might feel like you are a maid. You might feel like you are behind the scenes. You might feel like you don't have significance, but I believe that God is bringing up women that are going to shine true godliness that is not subdued, that is not quiet, that is not any less, anything short of what God has called them to be. That's right. With a supportive, beautiful husband by their side, Mm -hmm. but also not running after the things that the enemy wants them to run after. And I, I believe that, this is the right season to release this. I, I've sat on this for a few years, mm-hmm. um, but I had a vision of myself and um, I was, I was out on, a, I was like on a cross and um, I just saw myself in a cross and I saw myself fall back and I saw the Lord put my son, my daughter, my husband, my family 
on top of me and I saw them spring forth from me. And wow. I just, you know, I, and I heard the Lord say, you need to become a platform. I feel like our culture seeks and is so hungry and craving after a platform, but a platform to stand on top of yeah. and say, this is my platform. These, this, these are my followers. These are the people that I reach. These are the people that follow me. These are people that listen to me. And I, I, I believe that we have to be very careful. And I believe the Lord has called me to become a platform. Mm-hmm. I want people to be able to stand on me. I want my children to stand on me. I want my husband to stand on me. I want to be that support. I want to be the cheerleader. I want to be the servant because that is the way of the kingdom. The way of the kingdom is the last shall be first. If you are trying to seek being first, you will be last. But if you die to yourself in the dying, I believe that is what the enemy is trying to rob. He is trying to keep us from dying to ourselves. He is trying desperately to keep us alive, to keep... Our selfish ambition alive. Exactly. Our, you know, and even things that are like dreams that God gave us, but us trying to manufacture them in our own strength and our own timing. Right. That's huge. It's why daily yielding is so yeah. important. Right. And, you know, every person's struggle is different. And um, mm-hmm. I think for mine, um, my journey as an ambitious person, mm-hmm. my journey as a go-getter, mm-hmm. as a person with a lot of energy, with a lot of capacity, um, I think my temptation has been to do more to be more. And, um, I think that's, that's definitely not been the voice of God. Um, I think, I think in, in this, in this season of my life, me stopping, slowing down, enjoying what I have has actually been the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. And I think the enemy, his plot and his tactic is to question and say, you know, I'm not enough. I haven't done enough. I don't have enough at this point. Um, And to actually rob you from the joy of enjoying your present moment of enjoying the season that you're in. And um, I I just want to encourage every person out there to stop, look around, enjoy what God has done in your life. Enjoy what he's given you. Enjoy who you are in Christ. Your foundation is not in what you've done or what you've accomplished your foundation is the blood of Jesus that makes you righteous and has made you equally yoked as him and, and made you perfect in his eyes and made you to be like him in the world. That's our foundation. And I just want to be that encouragement or that voice to a person who would say, look, I know motherhood is hard. Motherhood is very difficult. But motherhood is the most beautiful, godly thing that we can walk out and that we can emanate the glory and love of Jesus to a world that is so confused right now. People are so confused. People can't even define what a woman is right now. That is how much confusion the enemy has planted. And it takes us who are the people of God to bring the light, to bring the truth. It's not about roles. It's about being who God has called you to be. And every person needs to seek the Lord. Don't listen to a person telling you who you need to be, what you need to be doing. You listen to the Lord's voice and he will lead and guide you into the perfect place where you can be. And that is where you will feel the most beautiful. That is where you will feel 
the most in line with his heart. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just, I, I really felt. Um, That's awesome. To encourage. I love that. I love that because the Lord, he's not going to compete with anything in our lives. And there's no competition. There's no comparison. There's no rival. He is everything. And um, I, I feel like in those times where the Lord is, you know, we are, you know, he tells us, you know, he, we have these ambitions, we have these dreams and even things that, and I've spoken about this in the podcast, so I'm not going to go into it deeply, but our core message is Jesus is everything. He is the exceeding great reward. We were born for his presence, knowing him as eternal life. And from that place, the fruitfulness that we're supposed to produce in him will, will flourish and will grow in that place. And so I don't know. It's just, it's like Abraham, you know, when he asked Abraham to give up Isaac, the promised child, God asked Isaac, asked Abraham to give up Isaac. And Isaac was the miracle baby, the promised child that he wanted. And it was, would Abraham desire the promiser more than the promise? Would he? Would it be all about God, his his King that that made the promise to him, or is it going to be about the promise? You know, and um, you know Abraham tried to, in his own strength with Ishmael. You know, um, you know try to try to bring forth what God said in his timing instead of God's timing. And there's a lot to be learned in Abraham's life in that way. Um, it's just it's so beautiful because at the end of the day, in this process of dying, like you're talking about, so much life springs forth. And we and our heart truly yearns that he is everything. And then all the people that we bless and all of the amazing miracles we see and all the benefits that come are just the fruit and the result of a life laid down. We're surrendered people that love him more than life itself. And everything else is a perk and a blessing that we can give up or we could receive and enjoy. But it's about him. Right. And that's that's key. Absolutely. Key. I think um go you know, John John fifteen abiding in the vine whether you're a woman whether you're a man whether you're a child whether you are 80 90 years old it never changes we must abide in the love of christ and be continually nourished by him only him (laughs) so good i love that thank you for sharing that babe Thank you for sharing your heart. I felt that so strongly. That platform, there was such a straight, there was, uh, that was, that's straight from heaven. I know the Lord gave that to you and you've shared that with me, you know, a few times in the past, you know, because you, you've been learning that. And that is the role of a true spiritual mother, a spiritual father. We're meant to be platforms that launch people out. And it's not about creating a platform for ourselves, but pointing people to the king. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so that's a beautiful thing and you've learned it really well and I've seen you die some death and I've seen so much life come from mm-hmm. it. And I know you've seen the same with me and we've been in this together and, and your story is so powerful, babe. And so is there, how would you want to close this out? Do you want to say, share anything else? I just, um, I, I want to, to just mention one last thing. I think, yeah. um, an, a very influential person for me has been mother Teresa. Mm. Um, and, she says things that are so simple, but are so transformative. And, you know, one of the things she says is love begins in the home. Change begins in the home. Mm. And sometimes that is the most challenging place to bring about change. I believe that um, God chooses your family. God chooses your mother. God chooses your father. God chooses your siblings. 
it starts there. And I think that um, God is calling for reconciliation in the home, starting with mothers and fathers and siblings. Um, For some reason, it's the most difficult there, but I believe that there is so much glory to be found in in the foundation of a unified, reconciled home. We get hurt daily by little things, by big things. It's very easy for us to get hurt. And for some reason, our family can hurt us the most. Yeah. But I believe that if we rise up, and again, talking about the bride of Christ, and it goes into order, I believe it goes back to to that foundation. For people who find themselves in a place of brokenness because of their home, Mm -hmm. I want to encourage you, Pursue reconciliation in your family. Pursue it. And I promise you that you will see good fruit. Mm-hmm. Even if it takes years. Stand on the foundation of forgiveness, of grace, of humility and love. And you will see fruit in your family. They will come around. They will. And secondly, when it comes to raising children, I believe that a person's foundation, it's developmental and it begins as a newborn. And the first five years of your life, so much of you is developed. And a mother and a father's role in child, the first five years of their life is so, it's so important. And I believe it builds inner strength. I believe it builds character and it builds a foundation that will carry a person for the rest of their life. So I want to encourage any mother out there that feels like, discouraged to say look everything you are doing you are filling in the gaps of your foundation of your child's life Mm -hmm. and you won't see it now but you'll see it later you'll see how strong they are you you will see the foundation of their life you'll see their inner strength when the winds blow when the storm rises you will see how they rise above because of the inner strength and the foundation that you were a part of building along with the lord yeah god told us this when i was pregnant my children are not mine they're his that's right and if i grow in trust as the years go on i will operate less out of fear i'll operate less out of control i'll operate less out of manipulation and i will grow in love And as I grow in love, that relationship that I can have with my family, with my children, with my husband will be something that will, again, show the light of love, the light of Christ to the world. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just say a prayer for for, um, anyone out there who wants to receive. Yeah. I thank you, Lord, that every listener right now would grow in trust. They would grow in trust in the Lord right now. You would turn their questions into purpose. That you would turn their confusion into dependence on you. That they would continually grow in the knowledge of who you are and who you've called them to be. And even in the areas that they're fruitful, God, that they would relinquish control so that you could prune and make them even more fruitful. Because if we're not growing, we're dying. If we're not moving, if we're just stagnant, we're dying. And let us be a staircase and not a pond. Let us be a river of life 
Lord, like, like you said in your word that rivers of living water would come forth from our innermost being, from our belly, that we would be a well to those who are thirsty, that we would be a light to those who are confused, that we would be the love of Christ to the world, that we would be and perfect the bride of Christ for the coming of our King, for the coming of our bridegroom, that nothing else would matter other than our intimate knowledge of you, Jesus. And as we step into our uh, abiding in you, as we step deeper, as we lean in closer, as we dive in deeper into the depths of your love, into the depths of who you are, that everything else would fade away, that nothing else would matter, that our sole purpose in life would be to know you and that we would be fulfilled to overflowing, that our lives would be a cup that overflows from our family to our cities, to the nations and to the world. And Lord, you hold time in your hands. There is no limit in the spirit of what you can do in our lives. Lord, in our obedience, you are moving things in the spirit. In our obedience, heaven rejoices. In our obedience to you, heaven moves. In our obedience to you on this earth, angels are released. Heaven responds when to a life surrendered here on the earth. Heaven responds and we call forth the heavenly plans of God to be released onto the earth as women and men of God rise and stand in their rightful place. We thank you, Lord, that you abide in the praises of your people and we lift you higher than ourselves. We lift you higher than our circumstances. We lift you higher than knowledge. We lift you higher that our minds would become a te- that our, our spirits become a teacher to our mind. That our spirit man would be strengthened in this time. That women would come to a knowledge of how to be a godly woman. That we would seek you and that we would find you. And that you would be glorified through even the yes. tiniest details of our life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. I love you. Love you. <laughs> Thank love you for you sharing too. your heart today, babe. I know it's blessed so many people. It's blessed me. And I've seen you live it out, which is amazing. You live it out every day. And so... For those who are watching and listening right now, thank you so much for tuning in to Awaken Podcast week after week. It's our desire to pour out what God's put in us. It's our desire to speak to amazing people from around the world that have a message for this time and this hour, people that flow in the gifts of the Spirit, people that are doing incredible works in the earth so that you could receive impartation, you could receive revelation, your faith can be built up so that you can move forward in the strength of God, not in your own strength, but in the strength of God. And that is the purpose of this show, this podcast. And so bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people for the sole purpose that they could be blessed, strengthened, and awakened by the gospel of Jesus. Bless you, and we'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. (laughs) 
Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org. TL.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.